The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, Kelly Keene we're sitting down with and uh, continuing to talk. Personal finance educator and consumer advocate. I, I said that, you know, you'd sent me notes of that and I threw them away. But but you, you, let's get back to them because sure. there were some some great points. And, and, and we can derail any of them. Okay. I just I, I think likely will. I think they're fun. We started off the segment yes. talking about we're, we're not rational. And, and when there's a time crunch, like it's RSP season or it's tax season or it's whatever, the mortgage is renewing. Boom, right away now, you are susceptible to making a bad decision. You know, and that's a great example. I'm sorry, but mortgage renewal. Right? Listen, I roll my eyes when I get that notification that it's time to renew. Uh And to be honest with you, and I have no reason to believe that I won't get renewed, I kind of hold my breath, too. Like, you go into the bank and you go, okay, so I just want to do this, right? Yeah. But the last time I didn't do it that way, and it was a huge door opening that I didn't realize was available to me, is I went into the bank and they simply wanted me to sign the renewal. And I said, you know what? I think I'd like to shop it around. And as soon as I said shop it around, it was like, hang on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) The rate dropped down. Yep. Um, They took a look at a line of credit that I had. And uh, the suggestion was um, whatever was on the line of credit, they'll pay that off. They'll extend me a line of credit equal to what I had previously, but Mm -hmm. at half the interest rate. Mm -hmm. and give me the opportunity to go ahead and pay off the line of credit anyways without penalty. Like, there was right. just a whole bunch of stuff there that I was like, well, how did this not come up in conversation right. before? But it was because I didn't ask. Yes, exactly. And the thing, too, is unless something's staring us in the face and someone is calling you or what have you, people don't. They just don't think about their finances. And, and you know, like you, you just don't book that dental exam. You don't book the, the, the annual for your physical or whatever. I get it. But if you can take something away today and say just one thing a month, put it in your Outlook calendar and say, I'm going to deal with something proactively financial when I don't have to. You're going to look at the will when you don't have to. Hmm. You're going to look at the uh, power of attorney when you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mortgage document should not be a static document that's, you know, just shoved in your drawer. It should be something you look at and go, can you increase your payment by, you know, 25 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month? And how much would that burn off your mortgage? Or as you said, realizing that you can negotiate that rate mm-hmm. and that your bank is a partner and they have totals right. and they want to sell you stuff and, and they want to, yeah. You mentioned power of attorney mm-hmm. and that's another really important one too, which I'm learning now with yes. the death of my mother, that mm-hmm. power and attorney and executor are two different okay. things, Wanna right? Okay, talk about that? A yeah. little bit okay. because um, the her a power of attorney was given to a brother of mine. Okay. The executor was, uh, the, was two brothers. So the power of attorney we learned and we just didn't know this, that upon her death, that's thrown out the window. He no longer can write checks. He no longer can do anything. Now the executors take over and the lawyers take over. But I don't think, well, I know we didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. We sort of thought the power of attorney was a a living executor. Right. And that that power would transfer over automatically or smoothly, seamlessly continue. Yeah. Um, so it was really important that he get his her affairs in order prior to her death because he would lose that power yeah. as soon as she died. Right, exactly. So we're sort of 
navigating through that right now and trying mm-hmm. to get it figured out. So who should be, who should have power of attorney? When should you have somebody with power of attorney? Mm-hmm. And does everyone understand the power that a power mm-hmm. of attorney has? Mm-hmm. Because if you fall ill, for example, yes. or they they have power of attorney. Exactly. So, so should it be a relative? Should it be somebody who's... Yeah. And I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but in every province, there is also specific provisions for when you lose your mental capacity. Right. And does that power of attorney still exist when you've lost your mental capacity? So for example, I travel a lot, uh, have my mom have power of attorney on me so she can go pay my bills, she can do these things or what have you. If I am now mentally incapacitated from something, if there wasn't a provision or a separate document, she no longer is my power of attorney, just when you need it most. Yeah, of course. And then depending on the province and all of this type of stuff. So um, again, I'm not a lawyer. You want to check this all out, but some rules of thumb are you want someone power of attorney who's close to you, who's younger than you. If you're 80 and you're listening to this, do not get your friend who's also 80. (laughs) Probably, you know, don't get your son that lives in PEI. Don't like, you want someone who's close. You want someone who's capable. You can hire a professional. Like you can hire someone to be your power of attorney. Um, The term used to be enduring power of attorney for if you're mentally incapacitated. You want to make these decisions while you're feeling good. I I unfortunately see so many people, and I know a lot of your listeners too, can are shaking their heads when I'm going to say this, that dementia hits fast. Mm. Alzheimer's hits fast. Uh, People on, um, you know, maybe that have a heart condition or, or a stroke or something of that sort, and then they're on really heavy medication. They're now mentally incapacitated for a little bit. You don't want to make these decisions when you have to make these decisions. So if you're listening to this, call a lawyer. Like, it's not a lot. It's Mm -hmm. like usually a $75 document, $100 document. Um, Exactly. The executor has nothing to do with while you're alive. Power of attorney has nothing to do when you've passed away. Um, My stepfather that passed away... You also want to know yours and your loved one's uh, medical wishes. He did not want to be resuscitated. My mom actually had to put it up on the fridge. So if wow. the ambulance was called, their oh. number one thing is they resuscitate. If she was in the car, she had a copy of that enduring will in the glove compartment saying he's not to be resuscitated. Oh God, Some Kelly. people have gone so far to tattoo it on their chest. Yeah. I want to be resuscitated. My dad but did not want people, to die they, yeah. in a hospital. He did not want to mm. die in a hospital. He told all of us, wow. do not resuscitate. And then unexpectedly, he had an aneurysm or something. Wow. I, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. They resuscitated... Uh, at the apartment okay, and then transported to the hospital where he died. Oh. That's exactly where he didn't want to die. die. He, and, and, you know, maybe it's better and maybe it's cleaner and, and everything else. But, but that's a, not what it he wanted. It was the opposite wanted. of what he exactly. wanted. And so many people don't talk what about they want. They're not clear about it. And then their siblings fighting or whatever. And, and they don't want to or they don't mean to or whatever. But people are very heated about that. Mm-hmm. And why not make your wishes known and then let the people around you know because the chance of a car accident or this or that or what have you. You know what? He never told my mother because mm. he didn't want to upset her with the conversation. Wow. He told us, his sons. And who's sons likely to be around, around him right. if something happens? As it's soon going as we heard hurt. the story, all four brothers went, oh, that's not wow. what dad wanted. Yeah. But the one person he should have told. 
Right. So I should be laying down and you should be charging for psychotherapy <laughs> here. But yeah. It's really hard. I mean, and here's another hard You have com- to have some hard conversations. Yeah, here's right? another hard conversation. Like, what if you go on a trip with someone and they have a pre existing medical condition and their wish is to be cremated? Are you going to fly the body back? I mean, I don't mean to be morbid, no, but, but it's like an important conversation. It's a lot cheaper to. Right? Like, yeah. if I were somewhere and I travel a lot, my wishes are to be cremated in the place where I'm at and fly the ashes back. Do not pay the 20 grand or 50 grand or whatever yep. it would cost and bomb me and do, 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 do. If I'm with you on the trip, I will totally do that for You'll you. You'll do it for me. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> now that you put it out there. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I appreciate <laughs> no, I it. Okay, back. okay. I'll, I'll put you on speed dial. <laughs> Just make early. sure you'll be my, like, yeah. I'll light it with a cigarette. It'll but, be. But, like, these are big financial <laughs> yeah. decisions. And if you don't have a big estate, let's say, or you're a person of limited means, and now that ate everything up, because in the time of emotions, the funeral director's there, the whatever's there, you don't know what the laws are. The, uh, uh, this is when you're making an emotional decision it, at the end of the day, at, in a crisis, when there's a time crunch. And here's a stat for you I thought was really interesting, that judges are 65% more likely to grant parole after lunch than they are before lunch. <laughs> what? Now, why is that interesting? And what can that... Oh, that re- relates to decision-making. You're, you're, right. And right. Th- that th- by them having a break... Hmm. That it is enough for them to not go to the default. What's the default? You're a criminal. I don't think I'm going to grant you parole because the default is just so much easier than me thinking about it. It's decision fatigue. What was that statistic again? 65. So after lunch, yes. judges are 65% more likely to grant parole before lunch, just before lunch, zero. That's good to know. That's a news we can all like use. It. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. You, like you never know when you're going to have to pull know. down out of the toolkit. We have to take a quick break. Okay. And then I guess we'll have to race through your other tips. Perfect. Uh, Kelly Keaton in studio with us. Our last uh, few minutes with you. So you wanted to go through some more of these uh, tips. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You know, there's actually a button right in front of you. Oh, good. Okay, so, I'm yeah, going to start pressing you've the You've been in here long enough. No, I should, you know, should be a right? I should be pull, pull, yes. pulling my own way here. So we were talking before about the judges that yes. uh, are sober, are rational, are thought to be educated and, and <laughs> not biased by something so silly as a break or something of that sort. How does that translate to us? And this is how it translates to us, Andrew, is when do you go mortgage shopping? Probably at the end of a long day. Yeah. When do you go car shopping? Probably at the end Always. of a very long day. Yeah. Maybe you take your kids and you're hot and you're thirsty and all this type of stuff. And then you're making this major decision when you have made hundreds of decisions all day. It's called decision fatigue. And then there's a time pressure and a salesperson and you're going to default to what they want and you're going to make a huge, possible huge, deci- uh, m- you know, mistakes uh, and the wrong decision. So what's the takeaway for that? You do some research in advance. You understand that there is something called decision fatigue. We're not so, as rational as we think. You know, here I go again. Sure, yeah, do so it. So even a car yep. dealer, you uh-huh. know, so you're going to buy a car. Right. Um, typically what happens is you go in, you start talking about the car, uh, then the next thing you know, you're sitting in a credit office. Yep, and, exactly. You know, and the process moves itself Fast. along and suddenly you own a car. Exactly. Is it ever worth self-financing? Is it ever worth saying, you know what, that's a good deal, but I think I can get a better deal? Because they'll recommend, you know, the big dealers will say, well, we've got Ford Credit or we've got, you know, whatever there is, or we like to deal with this bank. And they'll tell you, oh, you'll get fast approval with them. They're really good. 
And um, do you really need do you fast need fast appro- approval? You probably like there's Uber in Edmonton. You probably could go home in an Uber if you right. don't have a car. Like here's the thing exactly is you want to have your faculties about you before you go in. You want to eat. You want to make sure your blood sugar isn't crashing. You want to be hydrated. You don't want to take anything the salesperson gives you. It's called the rule of reciprocity. Even the smallest thing that they give you, you now feel at some level that you owe them something back. Yeah, that's a marketing technique. Oh, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. And then they'll they'll so you'll be like, well, they'll be like. Andrew, what kind of car? The, what can you, what what would you like to pay per month? Right. Not like it's a $90,000 vehicle. Because right. you're going to freak out. You're going to be like, hey, holy mother, but you know, they're going to be like, oh, it's only like six twenty five a month or yeah. something of that sort. And like you said, your whisks here and there. And, and it's like, but you want the undercarriage and you want the, and you need the disability insurance, right? And you're like, I don't know. Don't, don't I have disability insurance at work? Don't mm-hmm. I have life insurance? I, I don't know. So this is where you get online. You you stretch the process out in advance of needing the financial decision. You know what, Kelly? We had, Just stretch uh, it out a bit. We had Roland uh, from AMA, a, a okay. travel expert okay. yesterday. He's the head of AMA Travel. And he was talking about insurance. Okay. And one of the things he said, and it's funny because you're basically saying the same thing 24 hours later, is, you know, I'm on, do I need travel insurance? Because yeah. I think my company has travel insurance. He was saying it's not good enough to think it. <laughs> Research it. Exactly. Does it cover everything? Does it cover the transportation of a body if you yes. had to do it? Do, do they pay right away or do you have to come home and file a claim? And, oh, you're so right. You know, just yeah. all that stuff. Or like right? you might be like, well, I think if I pay with my credit card, I get this right. Well, some credit cards you do mm-hmm. and some with exactly the same bank you don't. But it they d- all have to state their terms and conditions. That's right. So you really only have to read. But exactly. Exactly. You and know, really only once. I mean, if you're talking about your company's insurance policy, you really yes. only have to read it once, once. to understand exactly. It. Yeah. But that's exactly what they know. You just want to be done. It's uncomfortable. You don't know if you should negotiate. There's so, so many moving parts. Yeah. Should you sell finance? Should you pay cash? Should you do this? And then they know that. You don't know your credit score going in. You don't realize that if you checked your credit score, you actually could get a better deal at the bank. But you're just you're kind of nervous, like you mm-hmm. said, before you go in. You're not sure if you're going to get approved. And they're like, we approved you. And you're like, yay. Meanwhile, that mistake might cost you 10 or 20 grand or Hmm. you might be in a vehicle you hate. I mean, something I always recommend to my readers is before, this is the second largest purchase you're going to make in your life or the largest if you've never bought a home. Right. Go and rent a vehicle for the weekend. Rent it for a Sunday and rent it for a Monday workday. Do what you would do as a family. Take the kids to soccer, ballet, whatever. Put the golf clubs in. Put the car seat in the back. Do you like how it is? Does the, you know, have her drive, have him drive, all of that. Uh, Because you just might be in something for six or seven or eight years that you hate. Mm -hmm. And, And just stay step back from it and that is that is the real key to the, you know, the your financial life is just taking a breath getting it's online. gratification like you said though that's just the nature of our world now right and getting it over with like yeah. it's just like this uncomfortable like i don't know and I, right. I don't, mm, I, you know just like just let's just get it over with and it's like it doesn't have to be like that there's something else i want to ask you about but i'm going to wait till you're off the air okay that just reminded me what else have you got okay what else willpower effect so yes. the marshmallow experiment have you heard of this no okay uh viral video super cute your listeners can google it uh where the the research took these little kids uh, and they said, look, you've got a marshmallow in front of you, but we're going to leave the room for 15 minutes. And if you can wait just 15 minutes, you're going to get two 
marshmallows <laughs> instead <laughs> really? of one. And it's so cute. You see these kids like freaking out, smelling sure. the marshmallow, not looking at it and all of this. And the takeaway from that, this was a 1960s experiment. They followed kids throughout their life into um, school and work. And, and was the delayed gratification a predictor of success? And um, this researcher came out with a book called The Marshmallow Experiment and said, yes, it, that is a predictor of success. Wow. Can you delay gratification? Now, a new study has come out saying, well, there was a lot of things to that experiment. Number one, it was a Stanford experiment, and all the kid, all the parents went to Stanford. Okay, all right. So now you can get a clue that yep. they were educated, had probably had some money. Middle class, upper middle class. Yep. Yeah, only 90 kids were in the research project. They did a new one. Um, I think it was, uh, I can't remember where the new researchers are from, but you can let me know if you want the the, the study. And they, w- they looked at 900 kids in this one, all socioeconomic, race, all that type of stuff. And what they, their research showed was wasn't really the delayed gratification that actually predicted your success it was if you grew up in an affluent family or not that yeah if you saw the pantry not stocked if you went without food if you your parent promised something and you didn't get it why would you not eat that marshmallow now who cares about a second marshmallow that might not show up interesting so the takeaway to that is is if you're struggling if you were raised by, you know, in poverty or anything of that, or you had any of that o- occur, that that is going to affect you financially. That is going to make you more impulsive, want to buy things more, want to treat yourself. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but also that poor parents will give in to buying their kids treats and buying them this. And, you know, you'll be like, yes, hey, I thought you yeah. had no money. Well, why are you buying that? Yeah. Where affluent people, the, they can teach their kids to delay gratification. The kids are okay with it because the pantry is always stocked. When mom and dad promise something it comes through so we see you know they see through their that's really i know isn't it fascinating where you're just like learned behavior then right absolutely and if you're aware of it you can be like okay so we are struggling um and maybe you are and a lot of people are in this province and, and and elsewhere and you realize that and you're like, look, it's, and then you are more conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Then you can say, look, but if we do delay this gratification, we can get the bigger thing. If we don't, you know, go here and do the movie thing and buy the big screen yep. TV, we can have the vacation. You can have those. I just thought it was fascinating. That is really fascinating. Yeah. Because I can think of those individuals in my life. Right. And, they, right? and, and so you're like, why would they buy those things? Why, why wouldn't they pay down on the exactly. credit card? Or like, why are you being irrational? Why did you go on that trip when you told me last month that you... You're right, at, you've but maxed to out your them, credit card. Right. they grew up with things disappearing. So why would you not, you know, indulge in instant gratification? Because it just your subconscious, your being, your core. It might not be there tomorrow. Totally logical. So now you're talking about not only oh we're almost at a time. You're not only yeah, talking yeah. about the well-being of individual, but the effect that they're having on their children. Right. So that without knowing, of course, knowing without whatsoever. knowing, yeah. Uh, Kelly, we're out of money. I'm out of money. <laughs> we're out of money. We're out of time. I'll bring some money next time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you so much thank for you. this. Thank I you. I know we didn't get through all the points, no, we but there were some fun. great ones. We always have fun. Um, another time. We will do it another time. If people want to reach out to you, how do they get hold of KellyKeen.com. There you go. Thank you so much. Thanks, Andrew. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.